You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SAFM. So welcome back uh, to uh, the Northern Cape at the Mining and Minerals Investment Conference. Uh, but uh, we're going to have a slightly different conversation now outside of what we came here for. Because uh, do you know that uh, uh, there is research that was conducted that has revealed that heavy episodic drinkers consumed more alcohol than usual during both increased and decreased lockdown restrictions and reported drinking more alcohol? This uh, uh, they say is because they felt stressed, they felt a need to relax, and they felt bored. The researchers conclude by saying that limiting alcohol sales or even imposing alcohol sales restriction uh, has proven not to be effective in reducing alcohol intake in people who are classified as heavy episodic drinkers. To tell us more on what we should take from this research, we're joined on the line by Marike Teron, who is the co-author of the study. Marike, good morning. Thank you so much. Let's start with that. What are heavy episodic drinkers? Marika, are you there? Hello? Yes? Hello? Hello? Yes. Good morning. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, first and foremost, I want to get an understanding of what uh, you mean when you say heavy episodic drinkers. What kind of drinkers are those? Good morning, KG, and thank you for having me, having me on the show. Yes, that is exactly what I wanted to ask you. Do you know what is a heavy episodic drinker? And it actually will open people's eyes when you understand that a heavy episodic drinker is someone that has more than six alcoholic drinks at one time, one occasion. So if you do that more than once a month, then you are classified as a heavy episodic drinker. So... How many people do you think know that, KG? Yeah, because, uh, you know, to, to my lay, uh, lay yeah, uh, it sounds like it's a casual drinker, somebody who would consider themselves a casual drinker. But uh, you have to be having six consecutive drinks at any given time for you to be considered a heavy and episodic. But also, why did you, uh, 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 you know, conduct this study? So it was very interesting when we... Um found that the, you know, suddenly we had this opportunity to see what would people do when they, they were in the situation where they couldn't have any alcohol and how would they react, you know, what were their thoughts about it and why, how would they, you know, would their behavior change? And so what we found is that people who um, were moderate drinkers would actually say they... Um, thought it was a good opportunity to start drinking less or to stop drinking. But those people mm. who were classified as heavy episodic drinkers would, would actually drink more than they usually would drink. And mm. as you saw there, one of the first reasons and the most frequent reason they gave was because they felt stressed and anxious. So this is mm. showing us how in our country we've got so many people that are stressed and anxious and they're using alcohol as a coping mechanism. Wow. Let's talk about the sample of the study. What kind of uh, uh, sample did you use? Tell me how it was, uh, what it were, who it was composed of. So it was a um, Facebook online survey, and it ran for around five months during 2020, during our lockdown periods and alcohol sales restrictions. 
and um, it was a national um, study, and we found that unfortunately we didn't have sufficient numbers to say that this study can be. Um, you know, we we had mostly people from white ethnicity responding to it because it was online and Facebook, and we had mostly from Gauteng province and from the Western Cape. Mm-hmm. So we can mm. say that's your, your main population that we were looking at. Unfortunately, we couldn't, we didn't have more people that participated. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you have a breakdown though in terms of age groups? Yes, we did. Um, and what we did find is that the people that were older were less prone to heavy episodic drinking, and also then less prone to buying alcohol illegally which is another interesting aspect that we found, is that 50% of people that drank alcohol reported that they bought it illegally when, when alcohol sales restrictions were on, on the go. And if you look, if, when you look at this research, we found that that number went up if you were a heavy, heavy episodic drinker. So nearly 80% of heavy episodic drinkers would then go and buy alcohol illegally. And when we asked them, was it for the first time, 80% of them said, yes, this was for the first time. So, unfortunately, people were going toward finding alcohol, even if they weren't supposed to be drinking alcohol. So, basically, what the study said is that when people were in lockdown and alcohol sales uh, were banned, people found ways to buy alcohol illegally and ended up inadvertently over drinking. Well, they, they would have been doing that in any case, but it, because mm-hmm. it was such a stressful situation, they found themselves drinking more. So what I would like to um, just emphasize with this research is that what we see in the research is that the WHO also says that people need to be supported um, during stressful situations by things like giving them a social support grant. And we look at something like our basic income grant for people who are out um, an income. Mm. And we're looking at that type of support and which will assist people with their food security, you know, in the home so that they have enough food to eat and to improve their living conditions and also give them support and treatment when they have got harmful alcohol intake. So if we can support people while they are in this emergency situation, then we can hopefully reduce their alcohol intake because they will be less stressed. Mm, mm. Isn't that, Do we- you know... Do we know what uh, type of alcohol they were prone to what? Uh, you know, was it hot spirits? Was it, was it beer? What, what type of alcohol were they inclined towards? This study didn't um, look exactly at what alcohol they were drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but there will be future research that will bring that out for us to see a little bit more about what exactly it was that they were drinking. But I want to just look at, um, if, if we are saying that we want to have this basic income grant to have, relieve the stress of you know, financial stresses that people are under, then we can also look at the WHO that states that when we increase the price of alcohol, we find that people drink less. 
And we also saw that in our research because we have both the moderate drinkers and the heavy episodic drinkers saying that they drank less because the cost was so high of alcohol. Mm. Even though that might be, you know, you don't know exactly what to think of that, that shows us that if we do then add excise taxes to alcohol, which increases the price of alcohol, we could use those taxes to pay for something like the basic income grant and do that Mm. not only in emergency situations, but continuously. That, I think, is a wonderful solution for our country. Wow. Marike, lastly, why did you even conduct this study? Who are you going to share the findings of the study with? So we need to know more about what people do and how they behave in situations like lockdowns and in, especially with, with our unique situation with, that we had with the alcohol sales restrictions. Because then once we have this information, we can now tell the whole world, well, this is exactly what happened in South Africa. So, the, mm. you know, we did find that it was a good idea to reduce or to, to have alcohol sales restrictions because it helped our hospitals enormously. But we we now know that people who have got um, heavy episodic drinking or who have got issues with alcohol need more support during these situations. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we also seemingly know that uh, uh, alcohol restrictions do not necessarily deter people from drinking alcohol at all. Yes, we do. <laughs> we see that now as well. Yeah, and then I will leave I it. Also just, yeah, go on. I just wanted to say to people: if you find that you in this situation, please go and um, call uh, an organisation like SADAG or the Alcoholics Anonymous South Africa, or SANCA. Um, I don't know if you would like me to give a number here. Please do. So the, the South African um, Depression and Anxiety Group, uh, her, their number is 0800-567-567. Fantastic. We'll leave it there. On. Okay, go on. The Alcoholics Anonymous number is 0861-435-722. Fantastic. We'll leave it there. Thank you so much. Uh, if uh, you want to get in touch with uh, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous because uh, you consider yourself also or find yourself, uh, you locate yourself in uh, the description that was just given by uh, Marike Theron, uh, please call AA uh, on the numbers given or the South African Depression and Anxiety Group on the number given as well. It's time for the news headlines. Luanda Maome is standing by.